It's been 20 years since the collapse of the USSR. Still, the Soviet years left a mark on the Russian national character. That mark includes the experience of communal living. For many who grew up in the Soviet Union, home was the cramped confines of a communal apartment. Reporter Bridget McCarthy recently spoke with two Moscow residents about what it was like to live in such close quarters with so many people. My name is Valentina Baskina. Valentina Baskina grew up in a large communal apartment in the center of Moscow in the 1930s and 40s. Her entire family lived, ate, and slept in one room. My grandmother here, my mother here, my two sisters, Tatiana and Olga, my brother, he moved here. And so we all sit and live in there. As for privacy, it didn't exist. There's not even a word for it in the Russian language. When Valentina got married, her husband moved in with them. It was not comfortable, but nevertheless we lived and enjoyed and we didn't feel it as a problem because we could not compare it. All of Valentina's friends lived in communal apartments too. Some were terrible. She says hers was better than most. Maybe it was just a luck, I do not know. Maybe it was a just nature of my mother, who was very, very friendly to everybody. That's probably why everybody liked to go to Valentina's flat. And all friends of my older brother and all friends of mine in school and university and all friends of my younger sisters, they all was here around the table with some small food and only my grandmother was very serious. When friends rang their bell, Valentina's grandmother would open the door and say, we have nothing to eat. Nothing to eat, <laughs> because she took all very seriously, very tragically, yes, but not for us. We were young and we have many friends. Valentina and her friends may not have realized it, but they were actually part of a massive and ambitious social experiment. After the 1917 revolution, the Bolsheviks expropriated the apartments of the upper classes and filled them to the brim, one family per room. All of the tenants had to share the kitchen and bathroom. The aim was to create a truly collective society. But it was also the Bolshevik solution to the urban housing shortage. Communal apartments remained the most common form of housing in Soviet cities for several generations. Moscow architect Andrei Barbier grew up in a large apartment that had belonged to his great-grandfather before the revolution. I remember my parents actively disliked living in the communal apartment. And my grandmother, who was little when our apartment was taken away, was always angry and resentful. But young Andrei didn't mind it a bit. Now 51, he recalls those days while sipping coffee in a sidewalk cafe. One of the families had a son his age, and they spent hours playing together in the corridor. They're still good friends today. Barbier says everyone in his communalka understood it was a difficult situation, so they did their best to get along by following an elaborate system of rules. For instance, there was an unspoken order of people who went to wash in the morning, based on what time they had to get to work. The communal kitchen had four stoves. Each family used two burners. But if someone was having dinner guests, they could always ask to borrow one or two burners. No one ate in the kitchen. They took their food back to their room. 
Ну и праздники, конечно, всегда встречали вместе. Мы, and of course, there were the holidays where we tried to do them jointly. There was this little ritual. We'd visit each other rooms and sit for half an hour or so. And it was always customary when you visited to bring a small gift. So it was all very friendly. He says the one place where the system often broke down was over the telephone. Because there was only one line for five families. And if someone liked to sit and chat and somebody else needed to make an urgent phone call, that's when it got ugly. Andre Barbier's family moved to a private apartment in 1978, when he was 18. It was in a newly built high-rise on the outskirts of Moscow with a small balcony and two bedrooms. They loved all the space, but they also felt isolated because they didn't live near anyone they knew. Valentina Baskina and her husband also got their own apartment in the late 1960s. Her daughter cried every night at first. She missed the communalka. When asked how growing up in a communalka shaped him, Andre Barbier thinks for a moment. Before I do something, I always think about whether this will bother someone else. It's about self-control and learning to take responsibility for your actions from a very young age, simply because you're surrounded by so many people. Two elderly, well-dressed women brush past our table. We watch as they walk down the sidewalk arm in arm. Andre Barbier then points to them and says, I'll bet they grew up in a communalka too. For the world, I'm Bridget McCarthy.